Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this new day, this new month, this new week, for this ninth month of your calendar, this very special month that includes the the fiesta of dedication, what they call Hanukkah, a memorial that you are going to deliver us from our arch enemies, that you would give us the victory. We thank you, Lord, that you have already gotten us through the previous month and thus far this year. We don't have that much longer to go. We know that you are able and willing to see us through and to finish the work that you started in us. Thank you, Lord, for the word, the message that we are about to receive. We pray that eyes be opened. We pray that people be delivered and the church be edified. We pray your will prevail in this. We pray for your help, your anointing, your blessing on these services, on this message. We pray for salvation to be manifested through this message. We pray for your help as we go through this ninth month. We pray for your protection, your favor, your mercy, your grace, and your guidance through these dark times. Please give us greater discernment more wisdom, maturity, deliver us from evil, help us to see things the way they really are, the way that you see them, the real truth. So help us, God. Through Jesus we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Let's turn to the book of 2 Corinthians. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And we are reading from the Alpha and Omega Bible. The restoration of the original scriptures taken from the oldest manuscripts on earth that mankind has found that is publicly available. Please be praying for the updates to the Alpha and Mega Bible as we prepare to release and publish the final paperback edition this month. Please be in prayer for that as well as for the shipping to multiple nations. In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14, we know these verses very well. Page 196. 
2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unfaithfulness. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what communion has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belia? Or what portion faithfulness with unfaithfulness? Or what agreement has the temple of Theos with idols? For we are the temple of the living Theos. Just as Theos said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their Theos, and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Amen. Praise God. These are great and true and very important words to live by. Amen. Any Christian or person on earth would do very well to remember these words and to live by these words. Because these words are true and faithful and these words will save your life. We must judge people. We must judge who we allow in our house, who we allow in our lives, who we allow in our neighborhood, who we allow in our churches, who we allow in our schools, our governments, our communities, our organizations, our clubs, our families our friendships, our marriages, our relationships. We must judge and be careful who we allow in any of these areas of life and any area of life. For what fellowship does have light have with darkness? Amen. We have heard it said, as a common expression, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Amen. We cannot allow the devil to dwell among us. And not just the devil, but all of his workers of darkness, his co-workers, his servants, those that are in communion with the devil, those that bring the false gospels, those that preach lawlessness and hyper-grace. Those that are ministers of Babylon. We must abstain from such. And therefore today, we're going to talk about C.S. Lewis. Clive Staples. Lewis, C.S. Clive Staples Lewis. He is much honored among most so-called Christians. 
which in itself is a red flag. As this wicked world loves its own and hates the truth. If a great majority of the Christian world, billions of false Christians, pagan Christians, honor a man, then definitely we should not honor that same man. Isn't that evident? And if he is a best seller, seller, if he has written famous books that have sold millions, why would we want to read such? Why would we want to buy such? Why would we want to honor that same person that the world honors? When the Bible teaches us that the world loves its own. Amen. C.S. Lewis is well known for his books that was turned into movies and cartoons by the Walt Disney Corporation. That also should tell you something. Amen. We know that the Walt Disney Corporation is full of demonic sublineral messages. The Chronicles of Narnava is what he is famous for. And that is a series of books and movies and cartoons of which the first one was called The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The Narnica fables are filled with demonic sublineral messages such as that there is such a thing as a good witch. His books teaches that witchcraft can be good. That there are good witches and bad witches. That witchcraft itself is not bad, it's just how you use it. And that is a demonic doctrine. Why would any Christian who represents Christ and holiness of which the Bible speaks against all witchcraft, why would a Christian want to read a book or any book written by someone that teaches that witchcraft can be acceptable as long as you use it for good? That's a demonic teaching. And it is part of a demonic teaching that is teaching the young people of our generation that witches can be good. Totally contrary to the Bible. These same books and movies also teach what we call universalism, which means coexistence of all religions. That everybody is equal. That all religions are equal. That all gods are equal. 
And that's exactly what C.S. Lewis literally taught. That Buddhism, Hinduism, and Christianity, and paganism, that whatever you believe in, whatever you choose to believe in, that you'll still go to heaven. That you can still be saved without repentance, without converting from that pagan religion. Just believe whatever you want to believe. And since that is what he taught and said and believed and wrote, then why would any Bible-believing Christian honor him? And yet, billions, literally billions of so-called Christians honor him. In a magazine called Christianity Today, which is a very leftist, liberal, demonic, fake Christian magazine, in the June 1998 issue of Christianity Today, the dean of the Mormon University, Brigham Young University, is quoted as saying that C.S. Lewis is, quote, is so well received by the Latter-day Saints because of his broad and inclusive vision of Christianity. Broad and inclusive vision of Christianity. That means that he embraces all denominations, all sects, all cults. It's all inclusive. The way is broad, a broad and inclusive vision of Christianity. In his own book, Lewis's own book called Mere Christianity, he says this, quote, There are people who do not accept the full Christian doctrine about Christ, but who are so strongly attracted by him that they are his in a much deeper sense than they themselves understand. There are people in other religions who are being led by God's secret influence to concentrate on those part of their religion, which are other religions, which are in agreement with Christianity and who thus belong to Christ without knowing it. What? How can you belong to Christ without knowing it? If you belong to Christ, you know Christ. Amen. Amen. If you belong to Christ, you know Christ. For Christ himself said that I am the door, he said, and there is no other way. And those that try to climb up any other way, they are a thief, a robber. Amen. The Bible says that the way is narrow. That the way of destruction is broad. And continuing in his own, his own book published in 1960, he continues and says, For example, a Buddhist of goodwill 
may be led to concentrate more and more on the Buddha's teaching about mercy and to leave in the background the Buddha's teaching on other points. Many of the good pagans long before Christ's birth may have been in this position. Pagans. Pagans. Long before Christ's birth in this position. In other words, a Buddhist or a pagan or anybody of any religion who simply knows the theme of mercy or goodness. That that's all you need. That's all you need to belong to Christ. Even though you don't know Christ. Even though you don't teach Christ. Even though you don't read the words of Christ. Even though you don't even believe in Christ. And yet just believe in goodness and mercy. You belong to Christ. Even if you are a pagan. And that there are good pagans. And good witches. And good Buddhists. It's ridiculous. It's demonic. In the 2001 letter of C.S. Lewis, I believe it may be a good a book, may be a book called Letters of C.S. Lewis, published in 2001 by Harper and Rowe. Page 428 says this, quote, I think that every prayer which is sincerely made even to a false God or to a very imperfectly concealed true God is accepted by the true God. What? What? A prayer made to a false God is accepted by the true God. This is filth. This is insanity. This is demonic. Do not honor C.S. Lewis. Evil be his name. This is ridiculous. He also believed in evolution saying that humans are animals. He obviously didn't read Genesis 1 and 2. Of course, he read it, but didn't believe it. Amen. And the list goes on and on and on. And I will do some more reading and some more research and gather it together and put it in a new article whenever I can fit in the time to do that. So hopefully we can expect that within the next month. But that, that alone, just those very few quotes alone, which were after his so-called conversion, after he so supposedly became a Christian, all these quotes were after he already became Supposedly a Christian. These 
quotes are more than sufficient of exposing him as totally demonic. And no Christian should ever have any of his writings in their house at all. For what fellowship does light have with darkness? And I must warn you that the majority of you have no business with a Quran in your house either or any other demonic book. But there's a lot of people that think, well, if I read it, then I can expose it. But the truth is, you don't have to read the entire book of Satan in order to expose it. All you got to do is look up on the internet a few quotations from that book in order to expose it. That is sufficient. When you read a whole book of Satan, it is absolutely going to sublinearly affect you in a negative manner because you are what you eat both physically and spiritually. And when you pollute your mind with not just a few quotes, but page after page and chapter after chapter after chapter, a hundred and two hundred pages of filth, that is going to be in your soul. There are many people who think that they are spiritually strong enough to read such crap without being defiled. But even if that be so, how can you sit and read page after page and page after page of filth without getting so disgusted and so angry at the evil that you can't resist from burning it. If I was to try to sit down and read 200 pages of demonic teachings, I'd probably only get to page 5 or 10 before I decide to tear the pages up and burn it. You don't have to read the whole book to know it's of the devil. A lot, a lot of people, most people, are not as strong as what they think they are, spiritually, mentally. Most people are not as strong as what they think they are. One example is, we just found out a few days ago about a TV series on the Discovery Channel that's been on for what, three years, four years, four years years or so, called Homestead Rescue. Homestead Rescue. Rescue. Really good show. A reality show showing how that literally thousands of people across America have left the cities and moved to the country 
to try to live on farms for the first time in their life and try to get off the grid and live off the land. And it's a good ideal except for the fact that there's a large number of these people who have done so and failed because it was much more difficult than they ever imagined. They thought they were strong enough to handle living off the grid. It was a good idea. It's a wise thing to do. It's a prudent thing to do. And how difficult can I, can it be? I would just watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos. I would read a bunch of articles on the internet. I would buy uh, two or three books. I would study about it. And then I just moved to the country, start my own farm, raise some hogs and chickens. It'll be fine. It'll be easy. It's going to be okay. But then once they get there and do it, they find out it's much more difficult, much more work, hard work, day and night from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed every day. Hard work. And they fail at it and return back to the cities or else, in this case, on this show, they call for help from this family, a man and his son and daughter come to the rescue, Homestead Rescue, or Homestead what? Homestead Rescue. Rescue, okay, Homestead Rescue. So they come to the rescue and come in and show them what's wrong, what they're doing wrong, and fix the situation, or at least try to fix the situation. I really love the show. Something similar to Restaurant Impossible and Bar Rescue. I love those shows as well. Where they come in with bars and restaurants, where they had the idea of running their own business and then it, they don't know how to do it. It's much, much more difficult than what they thought it would be and they get into trouble and they go in bankrupt and they're about to lose their business and they come and rescue the business. Same principle. So I love that type of show. And, but it just goes to show that there's a lot of people who think that they are much stronger than what they actually are. Amen. The human soul has a problem with pride. And the majority of people think that they are much stronger mentally, emotionally, and spiritually than what they actually are. The truth is the majority of humans are extremely weak spiritually and not really truly able to handle what they think that they could handle. And especially when it does hit the fan, there's a lot of people who think, oh yeah, it might be hard, but I'll be okay. But when it happens, they're not going to be okay. They're not spending enough time learning the edible plants and the wild plants that grow in their town, in their nation, how to use it for medicine, how to use it for food, how to grow it, how to plant it, how to harvest it, when to plant it, when to harvest it, other things. And they're very inexperienced, unexperienced and 
They're in for a hard, rude awakening. Yes, God will help us, but God also expects us to do our part. So all that is on the sideline. I just wanted to share that as well. But our main point today is that we should not honor C.S. Lewis, his books, his movies, and we should not allow it into our homes. We should not allow our children, our families, to be polluted with such demonic energy. There are real demons uh, among these books and people that read these books and watch these cartoons. The demons are real. That there are angels everywhere. Good and bad angels all over the place. You just can't see them. And when you turn on such a thing on your TV or you start reading such a book, the angels take notice. And I guarantee you that the bad angels will gather around to watch the TV with you and to read the book read with you whenever you put on such a demonic thing. We should be more aware that we are not alone on this earth. We're not alone. There are angels among us, invisible, at almost all times. And what you do will energize those angels. What you do will energize a bad angel. So be careful. Amen. And share this information. We will be trying to get this in an article, like I said. It may take a while, but we'll get around to it. In the meantime, you can find these quotes on the Internet yourself. I will post these particular quotes today on our group on MeWe.com, the I Saw the Light Ministries group. If you're listening for the first time, you can go to MeWe.com, sign up. There's a million groups there. And then once you sign up, look for the group for I Saw the Light Ministries. Join that group. And then you'll see where today we'll be posting these particular quotes today. And then later on this month, we'll put it into an article form with additional quotes and additional proof and information. Thank you for listening today. I'll see you again Saturday, the seventh day. And we gather together every Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. Eastern Time Zone, 2 p.m. every Saturday. I'll see you then. Until then, may God bless you in amazing ways. And all of this in Jesus' name, amen.